No, it's not. And and that's why if you you know, a lot of my content and a lot of people I have on my channel is a common theme. You know, I started this journey at nineteen years old. Mm -hmm. I'm now thirty. <laughs> I remember I remember setting a goal saying I wanted to be a millionaire by twenty five. I mean yeah. we all do. Yeah, we all do. We all do. Yeah, we all do. And you get to twenty five <laughs> and you're like how many people did I tell? You know, you're like, <laughs> you're like my account's in overdraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, so the, the goalpost moves. Yeah. And for most people that I know that have done pretty well who are of a younger age, and when I say younger, I mean, look, we are talking like hitting that 29, 30. It's, it's between that seven to 10 year period. And that's a good time frame. Um, if you set a goal for five years, you can do a lot in five years. I don't think we need to turn around and say that to, to launch a business, especially nowadays, you need 10 to 15 years to get it up and running. Because if you've got a bit of savvy about it, you've got a good team, you know how to build things and infrastructure, five years is a solid time. Like this podcast, if you were to say and sit down and map it out, five years, it could be massive. Five years, a lot can happen and the monetization can be insane. So no, not everyone can do it. You're absolutely bang on. Not everyone can do it. That's why they call it the 1%. Every day has a brother post to sleep. Listen, I give youngers books. Trying to educate myself as I'm running through these streets. There's no such thing as black and black crime. You can hit us in the DMs if you want the smoke. Pew, pew, pew. Not sure where the conversation's gonna go. Too Did you do your research? Yeah, I wanna know. That's the life of a domino. It's the domino Beard gang members, been connecting beards since 2019. As you can see, we've got a panel of sexy beards. Yeah, you know what the gallim say. I got the bearded personality because I come with chess. You get me? So if you want a bad boy beard, you know where to go. Beard gang members. Obviously, I would usually have the. But obviously, I'll tell you the story after. If you watch the episode, you hear the story in it about bad thing. And welcome. If you'd like to introduce yourself to the the camera. Yeah, well, firstly, I want to say it's not a shelf, it's a balcony. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. Uh, <laughs> big old dude. Uh, so I'm Aaron Knightley. Uh, it's funny because people always say, introduce yourself, I'm just Aaron Knightley. Okay. You know, I, I, think, I think just to keep it very simple, you know, a lot of people put a lot of titles to a lot of things. I do a lot of things, but Aaron Knightley, on my own journey, bit of an entrepreneur, mm. and that's it. And obviously, we'll probably tap into what I do. Mm -hmm. Welcome today, man. Um, without further ado, I'd always do this introduction. So, <laughs> so be ready. <laughs> Let's get ready to a domino! <laughs> Listen, like, share, subscribe. You know it is. We're back with another banging episode. We've got a fantastic guest to talk about. We're going to discuss some interesting topics with regards to entrepreneurship. Um, but again, we have to get into the analytics. So what, what's it saying? So once again, we're, we're plateauing, guys. Uh, our regular listeners on YouTube... 75% aren't subscribed. As you want, you always getting DMs saying we want two episodes a week. That can only happen if you're regularly subscribing. So you need to be regularly subscribing on YouTube is the main main tool, but also on Spotify and Apple Music. See you guys have been leaving reviews. We need those reviews, man. So keep putting them reviews, pushes it to more people. Then we can create great more, uh, a lot more great content and get more guests like Aaron on. And then we can get people from diverse topics and... To the listeners out there, if you've got, as we've said before, if we have conversations with anyone as long as their story is interesting. So if you want to reach out to us in a DM, go ahead. But as we've said before, don't just reach out and say, yo, bro, I'd like to come and spit some knowledge. Put in a DM who you are, what you would like to talk about, what you think you could bring. And that makes it easy for us. And then we'll, we always we always try to respond to all the DMs. We might, it might take a few days, but we'll definitely always get back to you with, with a response. <coughs> So yeah. But yeah, it's a topic. I'm bringing it in today. I actually saw your content. So I saw, it's funny, I've seen you twice. <laughs> so the first one, I think you had a viral clip that went about never working the nine to five. And I saw, then I saw you on Shambles FM. Yeah. And um, one of my, Ollie, the guy who, who runs that, he's one of my friends. So I was just like, oh, okay, so you're, cool. so I've seen you've come to the studio in West London before. So I'm like, oh, okay, so you're actually not, you're based local-ish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought, oh, let me, let me reach out to you. And so, that clip that I was talking about is you say to a lot of people uh, about work to nine to five. And to be honest, I'm split on this, but obviously I want to hear you say your ethos on it because part of me, I'm like, yes, but part of me, I'm like, no. So I'd like to actually hear. So what's your view on that? Like, why do you believe you shouldn't work more? Or actually, you can say it yourself. What do you, what is your view on the nine to five? Yeah. So I think it's probably just elaborating on the context because it's funny, isn't it? Like everyone sees clips and then they make their judgment on clips. Mm -hmm. That's why I, that's why I wanted to. Yeah. 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 So, um, and there was recently something yesterday actually that came up where someone took some context and they wanted to get some clout from it and go viral. Because look, that video, I think if we're referring to the last one in, first one out, 
Yes. Was it that one? Yes, yes, yeah. So one. done eighteen and a half million that one. So it it resonated. Right. A video doesn't, you know, if it resonates, it does uh, a lot of views. And what I mean by that is, like, I worked ten years in a nine to five, and my main gripe is lack of just human respect, uh, just value. And a lot of people are feeling, and I felt it too, although I didn't put up with it. But a lot of fee, a lot of people are feeling that when you go into a place. You know, a lot of people are intimidated or people don't want to speak up because they fear for their jobs. And that is wrong. It's actually a little bit insane to think, let's say you're the director and you're on 120K a year and I'm just <laughs> with the balcony <laughs> and you're and I'm on 25K. At what point does the respect level increase for you on a higher packet opposed to me? And that's where it's a bit bizarre. So that's that's my gripe. So when I say last one in, first one out, if you're someone that is open to opportunity, you want more from life. Perhaps you aspire to have more. Perhaps you want your family to be in a situation, whatever it is, everyone has their uh, personal situation. What I talk about is go do your contracted hours and then leave and then utilize the hours that God has given us outside of work to knuckle down and build something so much bigger and for yourself that can provide a whole new lifestyle mm. of opportunity, private medical care, and just offer a better life. And you know, opposed to falling in love with a job where you're building someone else's business, I refer to respect and value yourself because everyone has so much they can tap into. They just don't know it. You don't know what you don't know. And that was basically my message is do your hours, but know there's a huge opportunity outside of the working hours mm. to build something bigger. Mm. The thing is, I respect the ethos. And to be honest, part of me says, yes, like I'm very for what you say. But the other part of me says, then IQ comes into it and talent. Because, for example, you could be someone working a nine to five, but if you don't have the IQ level and the only thing you can do is say, be selling mixtape outside the station into your 30s because you're not that good at rapping. Isn't it kind of a dangerous message? And the reason why I say that is like, when you look at a lot of millennials in Generation Z, they think they're more important than they are and they think they, sh they should be entitled to more than what they are, but the reality is, is not everyone can be special, not everyone can be an entrepreneur, and that's why some people end up working for companies. So just like preaching this message to everyone to be an entrepreneur, some people will just never get to that because they're just not that way inclined, no matter how they see themselves, because everyone sees themselves as special, or most people see themselves as special, but you're not special until you actually go to the market and the market actually want to buy into the product or service that you're offering. Yeah, so I see what you mean. But my take on it is, look, mm. if you wanted to achieve more, it's just a mm. knowledge thing. IQ, take IQ out of it. I haven't got an IQ. Mm. Academia, I'm rubbish. Maths, I'm rubbish. Give me a calculator and I have to do, you know, maths. Mm. So take IQ out of it. It has nothing to do with it. It's to do with opportunity. Mm. If we were to go spend a week learning a particular market model or an industry we're going to know a lot more about it. And then it's just down to us to double down and learn more about it. I can't stress enough the opportunity for everyone to do more. And it's not even about everyone starting their own business. Cause that's actually what I don't, I don't promote everyone to start their own business. Cause I loved my last okay, job. Fair enough. Okay. I, I, if you actually watch my videos, I don't promote everyone to have their own business. I am all about high amounts of respect for people, uh, value for the money that you earn for the time that you put in, because look, isn't it a little bit insane? You know, and just there's two parts of this. It's a little bit insane where people go to work 50 hours a week of 50 weeks a year to earn a basic UK salary, which is fine. I've been there. I've done it. You know, I've mm. done it for a long time. You do what you need to do. But if you're willing to learn, utilize time, self-improve more than you watch Netflix and fart ass about with friends, divvering about. If you apply yourself in a very short period of time, which could be from six to 18 months, your whole life could dramatically change. Mm. And when you smell the leather, you realize, fucking hell, I've got a lot more in me than I actually thought was possible. I just didn't know it. And it's about awareness. And if people have the awareness and they still turn around and say, it's not for me, I'm just, I'm good. I'm good doing my thing. Mm. It's happy days. There are people out there that don't aspire. But I can tell you this now, we emphasize too much the word entrepreneur. All it is, is someone who's creative, someone who can take an idea and go, I really like this idea. I believe in myself. I don't have a plan B. I'm going for it. Mm -hmm. And if you're around great people, you know, hopefully that can come to fruition. But I, I promote huge amounts of positivity and awareness of saying, if you want a little bit more, go get it. But if you're happy to stay in your job, 
that's that's fine. But also just remember to respect yourself in your full time employment. That that's my that's my big message when we're talking about the corporate life. Mm. See, I don't disagree with you um, because. I started off in sales. The larger um, I had before I do what I currently do, I was in finance. Nice. And my biggest gripe, which is similar to yours, is respect. I, I literally can't deal with the, the work politics, having to kiss someone's ass, this and I hate it. That it yeah, it's not meritocratic. It's mm -hmm. like, it's, it's not what you know, it's who you know, who you can rub shoulders with. It's, so, and for me, it's not right. It, it, it made me physically sick. So yeah. I left the workspace to go self-employed uh, in in aspects of the construction space, and I hope I have a lot more freedom. My mental health, my, well, my mental being is just—I feel like I'm more attuned. Yeah. And again, it allows me to have more opportunity to do the stuff that I want to do on the side and grow. But then I'm also of the of the notion that, in order for the society that we can't really have to work, we can't have a situation where you know a lot of people are entrepreneurs and a lot of, and, and people don't want to be in the workplace anymore because then it tips the balance in the wrong way. Yeah. I'm of the idea that we need to respect people more. And yeah. there needs to be more done in the workplaces to make sure that people are respected. I, I remember watching one of your videos and you said something um, about um, the trap that, you know, directors set where they say, you know, my door's open, just come and tell me whatever. Yeah. And then you, they come in and tell you, yeah, that's a way to get you out the door. Yeah. Completely agree with that because yeah. I've, I've experienced that kind of stuff. Yeah, so have I, yeah. So it, it's definitely real. But at the same time, because of the type of generation that we have now where everybody thinks that they can be successful and everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, regardless of what it is, I think it's very unrealistic because what it does is it sets unrealistic standards for people. And then when people don't meet those standards, yeah. that's when the mental health starts to kick in and they fall into this cycle uh, of, of perpetual issues. And going on that mental health, a lot of people think they're more special than they are. I know that everyone thinks they are they are special, but the reality is, is I'm always a believer in the market doesn't lie. Like I see in so many different industries like, ah, oh, the market doesn't know what they're talking about. The market always knows what it's talking about. They always know what they want to consume. So if you're not having an impact, your idea is simply not good enough. And a lot of people can't handle that, that they mm. might not actually be good enough. And I see it because I've come from competitive sport. A lot of people, when they don't make it as a pro athlete, they go into a spiral because they struggle to deal with the fact of they're not actually good enough. When from wherever they've been told by modern society, you can be whatever you want to be. The reality is you can put in so many hours into something and you have to sit with you're not good enough. That doesn't mean you can't make money. Yeah. It's time to pivot, but people can't deal with that, that they actually might have to pivot. And this, this isn't yeah. your, your bag, so to speak. Well, that's the, the well, this is the, the, the back, the back of that is, is exciting because if you want to learn, you can just go apply it. Like we have so much available to actually go out and create your own market. Cause I would say, obviously you mentioned the market doesn't lie. Look, if you wanted to create a business or you wanted to create a little side hustle or you wanted to get into an industry, whatever it is, it's regardless, if you learn about it and you consume it and you really become mm. the individual that knows everything about it, then you become a value. You put your own price tag. So, for example, I do one-to-one -one consultations and, and that's in a, in a select few areas. The more I niche, the more I do proof of concept. And proof of concept is the more I'm showing people, you know, I'm, I'm showing people at the moment how you can go from zero to 10K on TikTok. I'm showing it the whole way through. If any of you join any of my lives, I'm very open with my, my finances and stuff like that. Proof of concept. I'm no one special. Everyone can do that. Uh, you know, some people will go, well, you can't get on camera. It's confidence, isn't it? To get on to do this, this is confidence. I bet your intros weren't as good as they were, as they are now. Like, oh, just like yeah. mine. <laughs> you know, so you learn it. So everyone has the ability. I would say I slightly disagree in terms of everyone expects everything now. I think what it is, is environments. This is a positive environment. It's environments. It's who you're around. It's who you're listening to. It's who you're consuming information from. If you're around five people that have no no interest in building something successful or having something uh, other than the norm or they want to gossip or they want to talk about negativity you are going to fall into that pattern look my life was very different 10 years ago i didn't used to talk like this 10 years ago i talk very clear now i've got great circles around me it wasn't like that 10 years ago i had to develop mm. i had to develop i'm covered in head to tattoos uh head, head to toe in tattoos i used to be a skinhead i used to look very violent are you so used to be I a skinhead a, yeah i used to be like a see in your eyes <laughs> yeah, yeah, I used to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I used to be very different. But, you know, people will listen to me now and they'll fit and they'll make a judgment on me now. Mm -hmm. Why do we start Peak Performance? You know, we started Peak Performance, one of the companies, to... What, is, what do Peak Performance do, by the way? We, we, uh, we're one of the fastest growing networking events in the UK. We've got Alan Sugar on board. We've got some big names on board. Congrats. You know, that is a space where we've created 
a fun, exciting, informative space. We can check it out on the Instagram page and have a look at some of the tr like the promos of our events. They're insane. And that's a place where it doesn't matter what background you come from. You could have left prison. You could have come from a gangland. You could have come from a council estate. You could have come from everywhere because the opportunity is not, it, there's no discrimination from where you come from. Everyone has the same opportunity. We're all playing a game of poker. Mm -hmm. You might have a different hand to me, you know, but you might have to bluff your way through to win, but you still can win. And winning means, winning means something different. You know, what is success? Like what is success? Oh, they wouldn't have the different metrics. For uh, yeah. What, what is success? Is it financials? To me, success is being able to come here and sit here with you guys and talk about conversations like this. That's what it is because the goalpost always moves. So I'm just, you know, I just, for me personally, it's all about the awareness of if you, if you change your circles, you think positive and you want a little bit more, it's there for the taking. I, I, I agree. Um, the only, the only slight bit that I'm, I'm a, not necessarily concerned, but I do honestly believe that the way social media and a lot of these, let's just say social media and, 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 and the kind of corporate environment pushes that, and when it comes to entrepreneurship, um, there's this notion that everybody can be successful entrepreneurship, that you know, if you, if you, if you start your TikTok, you do this and do that, you're gonna be guaranteed success if no. you just do certain things. And that's just not the reality. No. I'm reading a book called um, 365 Days of Self-Discipline. And one yeah. of the things it says, Great. Which, I, which, which I believe is the case, is that you know, if you do all the hard things in life, then you have an easy life. And if you do all the easy things in life, you're gonna have a hard life. Yeah. But I, I think not a lot of people understand this. So I was, I was then reading some stats and statistics around success rates. And this person outlined all, all the news media that basically says, Look at these young successful entrepreneurs. You got you got your Mark Zuckerberg's and your Jeff Bezos and, and 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 basically drew a comparison and basically said, look, it's a myth. The young entrepreneur, the young successful entrepreneur, is a complete myth. So we need to stop selling this idea that you could be young and successful. This stuff takes time. So the average age um, that entrepreneur becomes financially successful in terms of building a successful business is around the age of forty-five. Mm. Um, but people seem to think that you can do that in your 20s. Yeah. And then you, even when you quote the, the Mark Zuckerbergs or the Jeff Bezoses or even um, Steve Jobs, he was 51 when he, when he made the iPhone. Jeff Bezos, Amazon only became successful when Jeff Bezos was in his, when he was around 45. So all these things take time. One of the important things to, 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 to jump on, and if you want to be successful in business, and this is why I believe to some degree, if you're intelligent with, with the trajectory you're heading towards, you could start off in a corporate environment. Let's say you're there for 10 to 20 years. I'd hate that, but let's say you are. Yeah. Your level of understanding of the business and the dynamics that goes on in the workplace will be on a different level compared to someone who's just got passion and motivation and just wants to go out there and try and do something. So I think the message and how we push it needs to be consistent with the reality yeah. for what people are looking to achieve. And I don't think it is at the moment. No, it's not. And, and that's why if you, you know, a lot of my content and a lot of people I have on my channel is a common theme. You know, I started this journey at 19 years old. Mm -hmm. I'm now 30. <laughs> I remember I remember setting a goal saying I wanted to be a millionaire by 25. I mean, yeah. we all do. We all do. We all do. Yeah, we yeah, all do. Yeah. And you get to 25 <laughs> and you're like, how many people did I tell? You know, you're like, <laughs> you're like my account's in overdraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, so the, the goalpost moves. Yeah. And for most people that I know that have done pretty well who are of a younger age, and when I say younger, I mean, look, we are talking like hitting that 29, 30. It's, it's between that seven to 10 year period. And that's a good time frame. Um, if you set a goal for five years, you can do a lot in five years. I don't think we need to turn around and say that to, to launch a business, especially nowadays, you need 10 to 15 years to get it up and running. Because if you've got a bit of savvy about it, you've got a good team, you know how to build things and infrastructure, five years is a solid time. Like this podcast, if you were to say and sit down and map it out, five years, it could be massive. Five years, a lot can happen and the monetization can be insane. So no, not everyone can do it. You're absolutely bang on. Not everyone can do it. That's why they call it the 1% because... I tell you why people can't do it. Not because they haven't got the confidence, because a lot of people have got confidence. It just needs, it just needs to be pushed out. Like, come on, you can do be it. Be proactive. Environment. That's the first thing. Okay. Second thing is you don't know what you don't know. It's very hard to tell a baby boomer that you can earn huge amounts of money over a sustainable period of time, more so than what you were earning in the 80s and 90s. Uh, but they will write it off very quickly because they don't understand today's money. It's, it's called new money, and the reason for that. So... You know, there are things that stop people from going on further to what they are, but everyone can do it. You need to apply it. But 
the reason why everyone can't do it is because there's fucking hard times. Like mm-hmm. it's hard. You need to be Weather your biggest. Yeah, you need to be your biggest cheerleader. There are days where you will question why you're doing any of this. You know, you'll feel imposter syndrome. You'll go through, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to go get a forklift job. Th- that is the testing times when you are so close to giving up on everything and having those days where you wake up and you think, the what fuck am I doing? I doing? Yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? I'm doing this fucking podcast. I'm going on this. What am I t- Who am I? Like, you know, what the fuck is going on? And if you, ha- you know, being someone who's quite creative or you're going self-employed or you're starting a business, entrepreneur, whatever, all these words, it's lonely. Like, you, I don't know if you ever, you can resonate with this. You talk to a lot of people, but you don't really talk to a lot of people if you're not mm, like that. I know exactly. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's why it filters off the people who will give it a go, but then go, do you know what? Not for me. I'm good. Yeah, and I think it's funny, but like, sometimes doing this, like, We'll never say it's long, but at certain days I'm just like, see why people <laughs> quit this, you know? Like, it's long. It's interesting you say that. I only feel that way when I haven't done it in a while. When I get back in yeah. the seat and I'm on the mic, yeah. I realise again, yo, this is why I do this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah it's but I think, I think it's like everything. Like, even for me, like, I've played rugby my whole life, as I've said before, but sometimes when it's raining, I'm like, should play football, you know. This is <laughs> yeah, <Got> water logs. <laughs> Call it off. Uh, so even with this, sometimes you're just like, ah, oh. not so much this because I think recording is. I think if you don't enjoy recording, then you're either looking forward to not recording. That's like playing football and like playing a football match and hating the match. Like I understand yeah. hating the training of football, but actually playing a match, you then probably it's not for you. So. But, but this it's is the this, other stuff. What you're doing right now, this is exciting. Mm-hmm. Like this is this this is a luxury to do this. And that's why I said the first thing I said to you, have you got a sponsor? Because take the finances off of this and you can scale because the work ethic is here. Not many I said this on shambles. How many people do this on a Sunday? You know, people mm-hmm. are saying to me, why are you going up on a Sunday? Because it's opportunity. It's 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 I'm blessed to be able to turn around and say, I can go up on a Sunday. Mm. And, and if you double down, you know, the exciting thing is, you know, I'm sure you know what you can earn off of YouTube, the brand deals the you know, so much can come from this. And a lot of people will say, well, I can't do that. And it's not possible because it's a lack of, it's a lack of confidence in them. Self-worth. Yeah, self-worth. And this is why you can interlink everything into that employment sort of mindset is, you know, employment is very, it's very comfortable. You can go in and you know when you're finishing and you know the pay packet. It's very steady. But look, what is the bigger risk? Look, I'm going to speak for myself. I can't speak for everyone else. I know if I get to later in life, I watched my mum and dad struggle. I was a very different person. I could have gone down a very different route. I had my son. He changed my life. And, oh. and from there... You know, things changed and I believed in myself. And even now I get questioned, Aaron, what is plan B if this don't all work out? I don't know, you fucking tell, I don't have one. Mm. Do not have a plan B. Like if something comes up and there's a hurdle, I jump it. And, um, you know, it's incredible. I can tell you now, if we were to go to certain places in London, the three of us, and I was to introduce to people who I work very close with, they would welcome you and they would sit down, we'd have... A lovely lunch. We'd sit down. We'd talk about business. We'd talk about you. We could talk about how to scale this podcast, your podcast, mm. and then you can turn around when we go for some lunch or whatever and go, "Who is this guy?" And I can turn around to you and say, "It's worth 180 million. And you can go, "What?" I go, "He'll help you because he's nice as pie." So many successful people want to help other people if they can see that you want it. They mm. don't like helping lazy people mm-hmm. because it because they got there through hard graft. There are some people who are silver spoon. There are there are West Wing babies. There are trust fund babies. I don't deal with them. I work for, uh, you know, one of the closest uh, friends of mine who's made a lot of money. Um, East London, single mum. Dad was never about, could barely afford anything. And out of fear, out of fear, he became a multi, multi-millionaire. Out of fear. That's insane. Anyone with a drive and longevity to stick to it could see some form of that success. Mm. Anyone can. And I will not, I will not ever accept any less. I, sorry, I just, I will never have someone come up to me and go, well, I can't do it. Bollocks. It's absolute bollocks. You just don't want to do it. Want to. You just don't want to. Yeah, no, I barely believe yeah, that. I will never accept it. So I have a question. So I've seen um, the videos where you go, you go around asking like um, university students, yeah. um, you know, uni over entrepreneurship. Like yeah. what, what was the idea behind that? 
Yeah, uh, to get into the mindset, you know, because I know I know you're going to come across different people, and it's um it's then interesting for people to hear. You get people that jump on the bandwagon. No, oh, stop going around doing it. Look, you know, if you've got nothing good to say, as a mother would say, don't say anything at all. Yeah, you know. Or push the algorithm, do it. I'll reply, you know, I'll reply to it. <laughs> it pushes the algorithm. Hence why, you know, that first series done hundreds of thousands of views. We've done, we've done over millions um, with those videos. But it's interesting to tap into the mindset because you get some, you know, there was a couple of people who went, oh, stop going up to people aggressively. Watch every single video. Watch what I say at the end. I wish you all the best. Thanks so much for talking to me. Um, there's no aggression in it. No, it's never it's, aggressive. It's, it's no, bizarre. Some, some people are, yeah, some it's, people it's are just, just, it's just direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just direct yeah, but you don't see the before. Like you cut the clip. I'm talking to them, before, you know, I'll say hello to them before, you know, some, you just see this uh, going up to them. And, um, and then we have a chat, you know, a brief chat off camera. But it's, it's, it's just interesting to tap into it and understand, you know, I, I had set questions. Um, uni or business? Is social media good or bad? Is money evil? You know, that's an interesting one. That, that will get some views if we talk about that is is this whole money debate. But and then I had a couple of other questions in terms of what do you think of risk? Is it riskier to stay in employment or business? Mm -hmm. um, very interesting. It's absolutely more risky to stay in employment. And I can dive into that. Yeah, yeah, the that, risk that's... is so much higher. Mm -hmm. And anyone else that uh, says it isn't, that's that's a case of denial. Oh, uh, what interesting. Why do you say that before you? To, why do you say it's so, risky? Okay, so let's let's look at, so we've got chatbot GPT that's just come in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the, the, the AI work system. Yeah, so Amazon, um, you know, Tesla, a lot of tech companies, that's going to make a lot of people obsolete mm. in five to 10 years. Why Any, is that, sorry? because it's doing all the coding, it's doing all the answering, it will do outbound mm. calling. You know, imagine if, for me, certainly for my investment business, if I can have an AI chatbot do all my emails, all my coding, I don't need Fiverr, I don't need my VA anymore, I don't need, um, I don't need anyone to work my LinkedIn, they're gone, yeah. done. It's chatbot, funny, do, me t do me an email campaign three times a day to a demographic in blah, 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 make the email short, punchy, funny, and it will do all of it. Yeah, I've seen it, was, you can say, oh, make it sound like a Trump speech, make it sound And then like it's going to go to voice. So it's going to make, look, anyone who's watching this, it's going to make, if you're, if you're in tech, your, your job's going to be at risk. So that's the major risk. Tech is moving very quick. So that's why it's so important. This is key. Like if you can scale this, I mean, I'd even help you scale this. Like mm. I said this to Shambles FM, I don't know how much you know, but I'm helping them off, off camera with, with, with a few things now. Um, I'd love to, any kind of stuff like this, I'd love to get involved in, in scaling it, making it, because this is digital assets that will stand the test of time. If COVID, if COVID hit now, you're, you're still earning. You can mm. still scale, sit apart. We can still run it. You can't do that. Bakery, cafe, mechanics, boom, mm. gone. And another pan, but another, another shutdown will happen in the next five, 10 years, I reckon. Mm. So it's planning for that. So the risk of people going, look, look what's happening with the economy without getting into finance. I work in finance, you know, you, you know, it's boring, isn't it? You know, mm. but with what's happening, especially with a lot of the new regulations with the banks, mm. it's going to cut jobs. So if you're a Tesco's driver, lorry driver, mm. and there's 10 of you and they pull five in and go, we're really sorry, we're actually gonna have to make five. What we're doing is we're going, for, we're going from a Luton, we're gonna do seven and a half tonners now. Sorry, we don't need as many Lutons. Mm. Sorry, we're gonna have to cut your job fuck what am i gonna so there is a bigger risk whereas as a business owner or self-employed or an entrepreneur someone who's building a side hustle whilst in their full-time employed job if you can create something that's online scalable that's in demand once two three times a week or a month imagine having a product that you can sell for a pound and your marketing and sales strategy is insane on tiktok mm -hmm. and you reach a million people every week with your TikTok, but you've got a product for a pound. Average conversion rate, 10%. You have a sale rate of 5%. That's a huge revenue. Crazy, crazy amount of Do money. You know, respect, because I, I didn't expect you to give the answer when you, when you first, because when, when, that's why I asked the question, because I was quite interested to see what your mind was going with that, because I've always made the argument. I remember when I was in, I was studying abroad in Canada, and we're having this environmental debate, because they're all big environmentalists over there, and everybody was talking about job losses and stuff. I was like, you're not missing the main point. You're not, bat you're not battling each other because a lot of them is like, oh, the policies and it's not the policies. You're battling technology. Yeah. You, you, it's, it's a battle you can never win because yeah. in in this type of capitalist society, we're always looking for cheaper ways to get more out. Like, it's just basic economics. You're not battling each other. You're battling technology. And until you yeah. realise that, you, you know, it, it, it's peak. But I, I didn't expect to give the answer. So I'm like... You're already business owners. Anything that has analytics 
is a is some form yeah, of business data, data you can because you can tweak. Look, I can't sit here and tell people that you can't become a millionaire in five years through social media because you can. I sat with Julius Dean, one of the biggest social content creators on uh, the earth, in the last eighteen months, done forty five billion views. Normal guy, lives and breathes, goes to the toilet just like us. He's no different to me and you. But he gets it. He understands. Let's, we need to change the term social media to a business platform. This is business. This isn't, you know, this is business. This is good, fun business, though. That's interesting because another thing you say is that, and you agreed with, with a few people you interviewed, is that social media is, is bad and you take breaks off social media? Yes, absolutely. So, so, so where's the, the connection between- Be disconnected. So if you're using social media and you're a, and you're a consumer- very, very bad because you're doing this whole, oh, I wake up in the morning. I could say yeah, hello to my partner. I'm not going to. Oh, Dubai, Rolex, another Lambo. Always holding another set of keys. Fucking hell, why has everyone got so much fucking money and we're sitting here and we can't even go to the fucking cafe for breakfast? Like, what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. That's bad. Me? Right, what worked? Analytics, right. Whiteboard. Okay, this is what we're doing this week. Right, content. Right, I need three more sponsors. Okay, cool. What are we going to get with that? Boom, boom, boom. Right, I need an editor. Cut that up. Okay, hopefully if we can get hit those views, that's what that revenue will be because I want this brand deal. Aesthetically, this is what the grid needs to look like. Boom. Okay, I need two more podcasts a month because that's going to boom that revenue. Now my price tag for my one-to-one -one consultations have gone up because I've gone from 100,000 followers to 150. Now my revenue for my one-to-ones every single year has gone up. 40,000. Bosh. So it's a business map. It's a business. This should all be. What are we gonna? Where? What are we gonna have in five years? What brand deals are we gonna be working with? Are we gonna be working with EE? Are we gonna be working with Sony? Are we gonna be working with Rode? Who's the sponsors? Manscape. Can we do a shout out to Manscape? I had Manscape reach out to me. We're doing. We're doing a sponsor there. Big company. Look at some of the. I couldn't believe it. Their marketing budgets in everything to do. With the marketing budget is insane. Crazy. So when I have friends. And I, I, I won't say the individuals. One of them has just recently come on my podcast. Another one came on my podcast soon to be released. Uh, we've got our, um, come along to 2nd of Feb. Come along, free entry to our uh, next event, Power yeah, cool. of Social Media. When is it? 2nd yeah, we'll of Feb, Farringdon. Come along, free entry. We'll come. Um, will blow your mind, honestly. And I'll introduce you both to a few people who can open up some doors. What day is 2nd of Feb? Uh, it's, it's in the evening. Evening. It's uh, so a Thursday. Thursday, yeah, cool. So come along. I'll introduce you to a few people. And bring your man. Come along. And what's really exciting about that is I can't sit here and tell you that TikTokers aren't business owners who are earning 30 to 40,000 pounds. When I've sat next to good friends of mine who are netting 30 to 50 to 60,000 pounds in that bracket, depending on the brand deals for that month, I can't sit here and tell you that's not true. Mm -hmm. I've grown my TikTok in six months. I'm, it's doing all right financially. I can't sit here and tell you it's not. I haven't so done anything special. Uh, today, I think I'm at 135,000 today. And I'm I'm small fish. This yeah, is tick, the exciting thing. Are crazy. If you bang beast, out yeah. your TikTok, if you smash your page and really look at it, and I don't mind going through a few things, only what I know, you know, but I'm learning from other big TikTokers now, is that, honestly, if you smash YouTube shorts and TikTok, YouTube shorts, ad revenue now, if you smash it, Honestly, we should be sitting here. We should do an accountability podcast in six months. And with a plan, both of you should be earning a minimum UK average salary wage off of mm. TikTok. It's funny you say that because our guy Brizzy here, who you can't see behind the camera, we had a conversation about two months ago. We we're like, we're hitting our head against the wall by doing the same sort of content. Let's yeah. up, the, up the posts on TikTok to, and YouTube to four posts a day. We do three to four posts a day, which Brizzy does on TikTok. Our TikTok grew from 5K to 30K within like two months. Yeah. And that was it. And that was just... just hey, rise for you. <laughs> <laughs> it actually was as well. <laughs> yeah, was but, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, you've got a good TikTok. You just need to... What, what you need to do is, look, anything that's, that's social media, it's not social media. It's, it's, it's a business. It, it's something that's really exciting. You know, I'm sure you've got friends that would love to do what you're doing, but you're bold and you were the guys that took the action to do it. And that's mm -hmm. the other thing is this is hard. You, we spoke about it earlier as you sat here and you thought, oh, fucking why are we doing this? Like, mm -hmm. you know, the traction, but that, that all that is, you know, there was a, I'll get it up after and I'll show you guys and you can share it or whatever. But you know, we what took going back to this whole, so, so many people want it easy. And there are a lot of people that are like, but don't forget, we can't blame 18, 19, 20 year olds who have come 
straight from college or uni and all they do is they're in a world where they consume it. So we can't actually blame them. Mm. Hence why I talk about the awareness. Everything that we've spoken about today is on my is on my channel. So, you know, and on my TikTok lives, I'm taking everyone on a journey of the good days, the bad days, the deals that I've lost, um, my personal hardships, my professional hardships, because I don't fluff stuff. If you, if you really look into my content and then look at the long form content, there's no fluff. Like I talk about everything that I've done, the good, the bad and the ugly. And that, that's what we need to share. And that's not what enough people do. Yeah. Enough, a lot of people, and especially when it comes to social media, because you're right in saying that this world that we now see has been orchestrated to be a consumer nation. Like, you know, the way, the way the debt economy works, in order for things to be cyclical, people need to be constantly consuming. Now, what they're consuming is, 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 is left to be questioned. But the thing you do, uh, the fact that you can show the, the good points and the bad points is what gives it that credibility. But again, not a lot of people show that element, which is why it, it can be problematic if it's not done the right way. Yeah. And talk, talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, it's funny that our values sort of aligned. When we um, set up this podcast, me and Eddie said, and the other guy we set up at the time, we said, ah, oh, we need to showcase our L's, so showcase our, showcase our losses. Yeah. A lot of guys on on, on podcasts, especially within our community, say, ah, oh, I got this girl, I got this amount of money, I got this. Me and Eddie will talk about stories, we talk about, ah, oh, there's this time that this girl broke her heart, there's this time that this guy made us feel like a dickhead, and there's no, like, heroism at the end of the story. It's just like, ah, oh, I got violated and I learned from it. Yeah. And I think that's important, like, to bring that human aspect. Not every time we take wins, because... Then you start ending up in that world of like, for example, I know so many guys who have Rolexes, the nicest cars, but they still live at home with a mum, but they just share that. They've got money, 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 Wealth, money. remember this, wealth whispers. Mm. Wealth whispers, real wealth whispers. And that's uh, anyone who needs to buy the Rolex and needs to do all that and finance the car and stuff like that. All it is is just insecurity. That's all it is. Like, look, when people turn around to me and said, oh, you know, what's your end goal of success? I don't I don't have one because I don't know what it is because everything changes so quick. We're, I don't know about you, but I, I start Monday and then I blink and I'm on Friday. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like yeah, it's since so COVID, yeah, since COVID, people are still divorcing. There are still ripple effects. People are still affected businesses. You know, people are almost, you know, the world can't stop for nearly two and a half years and then, and then just restart. It doesn't work. You know, everything stopped. Mm. You can't then start the world again and not expect repercussions. And we are still in the repercussions of now people were staying at home for so long and consuming their phone going, well, everyone is going to Dubai. So maybe if I just book the tickets and buy the Rolex, something's just going to happen. You know, it, it doesn't happen like that. It is is hard. And that's why, luckily, I said this in a podcast a little while ago, which I'll build into a reel um, in the next coming months. I said a little while ago, I really believe, and this is before the new year, I really believe that there is going to be a very strong movement for anyone that can show, um, be authentic and transparent about their journey. Mm. The good, the bad, because people are waking up now starting to get sick and feeling bad mentally and physically about seeing Rolexes, about seeing Lambos, about seeing Dubai. You think? I think so. I, th I think people are starting to get affected and it's it's making communication a lot harder because people are, are wanting more. And if there's a hardship being shown and it's like, oh, by the way, it's, it's not that easy. They're like, no, 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 no. You're going against what I'm looking at. This, the image that I'm getting is, is that actually this lifestyle that we're seeing all the time on social media, that, you know, the size six for a woman, the big breasts, you know, nice ass, stuff like that. That's how a woman should look, you know, guy, jacked, ripped, you know, um, it's not like that. What, what's the idea behind you thinking that it's moving towards that direction? I, I think people now are wanting people, look, why did my, why do I think my channel personally has grown? You know, I just suddenly went, you know, my, my YouTube's grown rapidly. I'm nearly at 10K subs now, you know, and, and sort of surpassed where I thought I'd be. And my TikTok grew very quickly. But when I go back over my content, I'm actually just speaking about a lot of the things that I felt and went through. Mm. And I'm sharing that a lot more. And I noticed that in the change. And maybe it's, you know, food for thought is that your content should be tailored actually around what you guys are going through and kind of the stuff that actually you find a little bit hard at the moment or stuff that you'd like to do. Because people take to people who don't want to speak up. So if you're being the voice for someone who feels very similar to you, they attach to you. And then they'll support and follow you. And then obviously if you get that on a mass and you get a viral video, you're going to get a lot more people. It's funny you, you say that because 
I know it's a bit of a, <clears throat> a tabby word, but Mr. Andrew Tate, forget all the other murkiness around his name, but I think it was um, the guy that runs Modern Wisdom, Chris Williamson. He was talking to someone about the incel community and he said, Andrew Tate isn't a problem. There was always a need for his content because there's a certain category of marginalized men who were looking for this measure, message and he's not the creator of this message. He's just the creator of content that resonates with those people. He's a spokesperson. The voice. He's, he's the voice for them. Yeah. I think that's what, that's why people are saying, Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate, but it's just like, Andrew Tate is just voicing what many men feel. So now you need to look at the crux of why do men now feel that way? Mm. Such a massive amount of men feel that way. Well, listen to this. This is, um, was interesting. One of his pieces, look, I'm neither here or there with it. Again, I'm very disconnected with social media. I think the best way to be is horse blinkers on and focus on yourself. Mm. You know, Gary V said it nicely, you know, when he was younger and he was building this, his dad's wine business, people used to say, you're going to come out and do this. He was like, no, just leave me. I'm, I'm building an empire. You know, and people were like, oh, whatever, come, you know, come out. He was just very in his zone, not not looking at what other people are doing. But with this whole Andrew Tate thing, you know, he did touch on a few uh, subjects and people don't want to admit because they're in denial. So, for example, mm -hmm. your partner, your wife, your girlfriend or whatever, if you send her, he said, I dare you to send her some flowers to work with no name on it. And then when she comes home. See if she tells you about the flowers. <laughs> How many men want to do that? Because imagine that you get home. All right, babe. Yeah, you. Yeah, not bad. How was your day? Yeah, it was all right. Yours? Yeah, it was all right. Uh, what did you do today? That's uh, normal. Anything else? No, why do you keep asking questions? No, in your head, you're thinking, why aren't she fucking telling yeah, me? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and then he said to the women, he's like, <laughs> ask um, your husband to say, let's swap phone for two days. How many men are going to do that? Yes, I'm as <laughs> And a lot of people are like, I'm turning it off, don't want to watch it. Oh, he's such an arsehole, Andrew. <laughs> such like that. And there's a video. I don't know. Did anyone see that video? I can't remember the two the two American guys where the woman's, there was a meme, is two famous actors. Um, and the woman's laying in bed and she's like, oh, babe, can I borrow your phone? I need to make a call uh, to a few friends. And him and the best friend in the bedroom. And he's like... And the best friend looks at him, grabs his friend's phone and throws it out the window. <laughs> and then it came up, I've always got your back. <laughs> and the, the wife is like, what are you doing? Like, Why have you thrown my husband's phone out the window? And the phone just smashes. So look, yeah, go on. That, you know, he's touched on a couple of points that people will just go, they will, I'm not taking any notice of him. What a ridiculous thing to say. Mm. Well, send your partner some flowers to work and see if she mentions it when she comes home. Facts. I don't think many people would do that. So, look, I'm neither here or there with it, but there were a lot of re relevant things and there were some outrageous things. But, you know, again, context. But as I say, well, you have to get you have to get through the satire because you're a content creator, we're content creators. Some of the things we know is satirical. We know he doesn't believe in certain things, but in this literal world as a content creator, anything you now say will get taken. Not, not just that, but the, the, the power is in, in the hands of the consumer in the sense of, if you, if you leave content to be um, um, ambiguous, mm. people will take it the way they want to take mm. it. So per mm -hmm. people purposely bait people into behaving a certain way. Yeah. Because I, I did it when I first started the podcast. I remember, um, I think it was our third episode when we talked about, we, we said obesity is the real pandemic. And then I went on about obesity and the problems of it. And literally I said some outrageous things, which was still true. I st I'll stand by it to this day. There yeah. were true things that I said because it's the, the facts. But the way I said it, just got people mad. Like they just went crazy. But Context, that was Because they want to pick up uh, and they're not willing to explore. The, the best type of people, I always say this, is Marmite. I'm very much Marmite. You're mm. either going to like me or you're not. Okay. You know, the good thing is you're going to know where you stand with me. Yeah, yeah. You know, so the people you've got to be cautious about is the ones who you don't know. You've got to work out and thinking, mm, I'm not sure. Those are the corporate environment and, and, guys. Yeah, and and that's, that's what's that time and effort and your time and effort should be into productive things. Mm -hmm. So the best people to know are Marmite people. But look, I can trigger people by saying this. I can trigger people right now by saying this. Money is everything. <laughs> money, is, money is everything. Love, wealth and health. Pause. Let people get triggered. <laughs> They'll make a decision, but now I'm gonna now I'm gonna put information behind that context. So we're gonna when clip have, that anyways. So. Yeah. <laughs> when have you ever seen a homeless person that looks healthy? Without money, you can't pay for private medical care. So if you're a father or a mother and your child, and, and I'm speaking from an experience myself, I was out hiking with my son, I was walking behind him, and he had these lumps on his neck. And I thought, oh my God, what the fuck? And I am a warrior. And I thought, oh my mm. God, tumor 
cancer, whatever. You, know, you do, you do. I would have emptied every bank account. And, you know, I put myself in a financial position where I can get him seen mm. rather than going to the NHS. And look, we're blessed to have the NHS, but rather than wait, well, he's going to have to come back. Look, we're making an appointment. We'll get a scan done in two weeks and then we'll do a review in six weeks. To see. No, no, no. Cancer's got him. Done. Capiche. I need him seen now. Money can do that. So money is health and it is wealth. How many times, let's say you two meet new girlfriends or whatever, and you're like, the best things in life are free. The best things in life are not free. Love is based around money. Oh, I went to Disney facts. recently with my family. I didn't pay buttons. You know, I didn't give them buttons. We had an incredible family, lifelong memory that brought everyone closer. But we had to outlay the coin to do that. There's only so many times I think you could walk around with your girlfriend or wife or husband around a park, walk there from your house, which may be half a mile, maybe two miles. And you walk around and your girlfriend says to you, can we get coffee? No, 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 babe. Best things in life are free. Let's do two, <laughs> let's do two more laps and burn that cardio. No, no, no. I want a fucking drink. But babe. The best things in life are free. Let's let's go do something fun. Let's run into the sea. Right. You're nuts. I want a coffee. But babe, you know, so there comes a point where you have to put your hand in the pocket. Anniversary. Can we go to the Ivy? Look, let's cook for heaters at home. I'm leaving you. Do you see what I mean? Like you, everything costs money. This costs money. To get here costs money. The train costs money. So anyone that's saying money isn't love, health and wealth and, and everything. Well, sorry, you're wrong. I, I agree, but I also disagree. Countering. I think, it. I think, on, I think it. it's contextual. And um, it was written in the book, um, Affluenza by Oliver James, I believe his name is. But um, a study of like happiness, like mental stability, tends to lead towards countries who are in worse off financial situations because of their connection with money and the people around them. So I do agree that in the Western society that we currently live in, money provides a lot more benefit to people's lifestyles. But there's also a problem with like, for example, if you lose that money, like what are people like, because in terms of like suicide rates, I, I think in the book they drew on like lawyers or, or, or um, stockbrokers who, you know, come from wealth, squandered it, didn't have the mental resilience to deal with it, top themselves as a result of it. Money is good if you understand how to use it. Mm -hmm. When you don't understand how to use it, that's when it has more negative impacts than positive ones. And again, for if, if you've got to Africa now, per capita, people are more happier in their impoverished situations than people in the West who have more affluence with money. Yeah. And Lita, leading on to that, I think what you talked about, um, people losing it, that ties into a concept in economics, which people don't like to talk, talk about the soft skills in economics. There's a concept called happy economics. And the whole notion is you're happy, like when you get, where when you get something, the level of happiness you'll get from it will, ne will never match the downside of losing it. So for example, to give a live example, you were very happy before without a car. You get a car, you get a momentary month of happiness. But now if you lose that car, you're pissed. And everything's just like, oh, now I have to get trained, I have to get the rest of it. Or before when you were younger, you'd survive on say a hundred pound a week. You go to Nando's maybe to save up for it and you're happy. And then now suddenly you're at a budget where you can go do Hackersan every week. And then now when you lose it, you're pissed, but you've just been there before. So the thing with money, you can also lead into that happy economics where yeah. if you ever fall from that height, it could exacerbate something which is really insignificant, if that makes sense. But, but this is the interesting part. So the counter on the back of that mm. is that it's like this. You know, if we fill this up with vodka and I keep drinking, I keep drinking, I keep drinking and I get, you know, alcohol poisoning, who are we blaming? Alcohol or me? I blame The me. user. Yeah. So we, we say that money is bad. No, no, money has nothing to do with it. Money is just the physical thing. This is what I mean. In England, we are so taboo to don't talk about money. What that guy's been? Oh no, he's been successful. Yeah, don't talk about it around here because it makes me feel uncomfortable. In America, oh my god, business, yo, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. Blah blah blah. Let's talk about money. Let's do it. Uh, fitness, you know, they are three years ahead and everything. I just had one of my videographers come back from Alpha Elite in the gym with um, uh, uh, Christian Guzman. They've got the gym, the layout that they got, working studios, they've got videography, like editing rooms. You know, it's all 
productivity. It's all like promoting it. You know, it's again, going back to environment. We are three years behind America. Over here, it's very toffy to talk about money. You know, mm -hmm. it's all very prim and proper. You know, it's, it's not. It's, the money's not the issue. You can do incredible things. And it's just the relationship. But again, it just falls back to what I said at the beginning. You don't know what you don't know. If you don't know money, you're going to have a bad relationship with it. Mm. If, you've got, if you've got millions and you're a charitable family person, woman, man, you're loving, you respect it, you've got a good head on your shoulders, you're not keeping up with the Joneses and you live a humble life, I tell you what, in money, you'd be able to do incredible things. Right. But it's not about the money. It, again, you know, everyone emphasizes and when they hear the word money, it's like, oh, all you talk about is money. All you talk about, no, 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 chill. It's not that. It's a case of why would you not want to pay for private medical care for your family? Mm -hmm. I would actually ask everyone, okay, if you had money, would you want everyone? Because look, let's say you're at work, you're earning the average salary and a family member becomes ill and they don't have a lot of money to you know, look after that family member, for example. And whereas if you have, mm. if you have money, mm. you can turn around and say to your employer, look, I need four weeks off. I need to go take care of my child or my family member. If you don't have money and your employer says, look, I understand the situation, but you can have a couple of days off, but no, we need you here. If you have money, you can turn around and go, no, fuck you, yep. human. <laughs> I'm going to look after my family. And that's the other thing I just want to say. This whole like supervisor, let's say if you're a director and you come in and talk to me like shit, I'm going to go, what on earth did you just say to me, human? You got, what, what did you just say to me? I'm a direct. No, 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 no. You're Take your human. rank out of it. You are a human. You're a homo sapien. When, when you come out of these four walls, will let's, say I was you your, let's say I was your boss and I spoke to you and you turned around to me and said, what on earth did you just say to me, human? And you wanted to go down the formal route of HR and take a grievance out of me. If not, you could turn around to me and say, Aaron, what on earth makes you think you're safe in front of these four walls? I'm fucking waiting outside. I would not be leaving that building <laughs> to attack that balcony. <laughs> I would need a Challenger 2 tank to take you down. But So... It's crazy, isn't it, that people think that they're safe inside four walls. So, look, it's all about human respect. It's relationships with everything and it's environments. Mm. Oh, fuck it. But we have to round we up, man. We have to man. round up, man. That was, that was a powerful conversation. You didn't disappoint, man. We need a part two, I think. Yeah, but we're, yeah, we're yeah, definitely going to stay in contact, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to we'll talk, talk after. Talk yeah, yeah, let's do it. Come along to the event. But I appreciate you guys having me on. No, that, Do you want to plug yourself yeah, about where we'll find you? Projects, anything. Just Aaron Knightley on all social handles. Look, reach out to me. I'm all about productivity and opportunity and, and putting out a good message. Um, and uh, yeah, reach out to me and I answer everyone. That's it. Like, share, subscribe, people. You know the deal. Big up.